0: down the street with my sack of tricks no one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks it's the podcast yeah it's the podcast i said i'm walking down the street with my sack of tricks no one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks it's the podcast motherfucking podcast
1: hello and welcome to the podcast today is monday january 3rd 2022 This is episode 36 with Robot Heads. I'm your host, Finn. Find these episodes over on terraspaces.org. Joining us today from Robot Heads, we have the artist extraordinaire. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
2: Hi, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Finn.
1: Awesome. Good to have you. Uh, You can check out their website, robotheads.io. 350 proto heads coming to Terra January 14th for 25 UST each. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, What marketplace did you decide to go with for your Mint? And how was how was that process? It seems like we have a lot more choices now than we did, you know, a few months ago. Uh, And it's really cool to see these newer markets being more interactive with the the projects that they're listing and and stuff.
2: Yeah, um, it's been definitely a very confusing process to start with. Uh, I just want to make one amendment really quickly. Sure. Our launch is actually going to be on the uh 20th also at the same time 1700 utc and actually this is a great question to start with because that's the reason we actually had to move our drop see we have a lot of launch pads out there that are starting to come up become bigger and more influential right Luar is doing a fantastic job they dropped their uh ido today uh they're doing pretty well uh Uh, Talis, we've worked with in the past, and their team is fantastic also. So, uh, unfortunately, however, uh, some of the other marketplaces either didn't get back to us, or in Luart's case, they're booked uh, through February. However, Luart was able to, sorry, uh, Talis was able to find a place for us on the 20th. So, check us out then.
1: Very cool. And this will be a regular candy machine style mint? That's correct. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it definitely... I know people talk a lot of shit about Talos and uh, how buggy their platform is, but watching them develop it over the course of these months while we've been watching other markets like Nowhere and and Random Earth just kind of not become lazy, I guess, but just they seem less interested in doing anything more than listing projects on their Mint and Marketplace. Uh, I really like how interactive LuArt was with uh, Hellcats and with all the other communities I see them working in. Uh, And the same for Talos and One Planet as well, another new one uh, coming on doing their contest and stuff. Uh, I really want to see more of these mints and Marketplaces do AMAs and get the word out rather than just leave that up to each project's community, because I, I feel like the, the marketplaces and the mints, it's in their best interest to have as much exposure as they can. And they're the ones that have the bigger reach. I mean, a lot of these projects, like we don't have that much reach, you know, like it, it's hard to get the word out, especially in such a saturated market. So to see these, these new marketplaces kind of step up and, and carry the torch from what the initial ones did, it, it's been really satisfying.
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. Um actually as a newer project on Terra ourselves, uh I understand what it's like being the underdog. You have to work 10 times as hard for the same payoff. And it seems like these bigger markets seem to take their position for granted almost.
1: Yeah. I I appreciate the first mover advantage and all that, but if you don't keep up on it, like you're going to get front run by by other markets because it it is that it's all about especially in this ecosystem like it's all about the community and that's that's what all of this stuff is is built around you know so if if you're just providing a a, just a plain old market and and not doing anything to interact with these projects in their communities then the second somebody comes along that does like you're old news nobody's gonna even remember your name you know
2: Yeah, um, the same could be said for the beginning of the internet, right? Exactly. Uh, Take search engines, for example. Uh, I mean, this was before my time, but Netscape used to be the the biggest search engine on the web. And then, you know, you had uh, your Yahoo and Bing and Google that came in later. And these were all big names in the early 2000s. And now out of all of them... Google is the top dog. So even if you're big now, that doesn't mean in five, ten years time, you'll still be at the top.
1: Especially with how fast this stuff moves. Like I'm old enough to remember Netscape and even before that using like uh, Prodigy and and other weird dial up uh, services like that. But it was as soon as Netscape came into play like they were the one that was the browser you went with that was the on ramp you used and then i don't know what happened uh, other other browsers and and engines came online and then yeah netscape just kind of almost disappeared
2: yeah um i mean I, i'm i'm fairly young i'm only 20 years old but you know even in my early years you could see the shift from the, like, Web 1 into Web 2. like I remember growing up, my parents had um, Motorola Razors, right? Oh, nice. Fantastic flip phones, right? Great. Five years later, my dad had a touchscreen smartphone. You know, like, things move fast.
1: Yeah, especially in technology. I mean, we always... Uh talk about like Moore's law and how all of the computing power exponentially increases. And now we're, we're seeing that almost applied to our time as far as how long things in crypto take and how patient people are willing to be for those things and all that. It's, it's super interesting times to be alive, especially watching it go from, you know, no internet to internet, BBSs and then internet. And now, you know, what we're doing with web three and all this metaverse stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, Let's talk about your art a little bit. You are the artist, and your team, is it just you, or do you have like a crew of people that that work with you?
2: Yeah, so I work with uh, two other people. Uh, One is Cyber Andrew. Uh, He's our administrator. He takes care of the uh, business side of things. And Albert, who does our... Uh, PR.
1: That's super important too, because we do see a lot of smaller projects that it's just one or two people. And then you, you, what you usually end up with is lack of communication with the community between what's getting developed and what they're waiting on. And I've seen that hurt a lot of projects and it's, it's not really the fault of anyone. It's just, The devs need to spend their time developing. And if you don't have somebody else to kind of interact with the community while that's happening, it just seems like a dead space. And then people, because of how fast things move, they start getting all antsy. And then it's like, all right, now you have FUD to deal with. And it it just kind of snowballs from there. So to have somebody dedicated to PR, I think, is super important. And then that frees you up to uh, do all the art and stuff, which is awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're still technically a small team, so there's a lot of overlap in what we do. For example, uh, say Albert's helping us with the development, right? I'm not very experienced on this side. He has more experience, so he can help us better there, right? But while he's doing that, we need someone else to take over the reins. So then I'll interact for a little bit on Twitter or uh, on the Discord, Right. So someone's always there trying to help the community be friendly and answer questions.
1: Yeah, and that that's super important, like to to have a room that has people asking questions to just silence like it's Yeah, you you absolutely need somebody there. And it, it doesn't have to be 24 seven. Although I feel like because everything is so global. Now it helps because you do have people spread across all the different time zones. So trying to kind of find members that are up during the times that others are not, I think is, is super helpful to have.
2: Yeah, um, we have a few moderators also and they're all internationals. So I'm based stateside, uh, but then we have one based in the UK, uh, one in Nigeria. So we are trying to be more accommodating of everybody. Uh, If we look at Some of the channels we have, we not only have our main chat, which is in English, we also have a few international chats. So if people want to speak in a certain language or talk to people from a certain country, then they can relate better to those people and uh, talk in those chats.
1: Yeah, that's that's super important. And I I do it sometimes I catch myself doing it because I'm from the States as well. And like we tend to get into this this mode of, of operating where everybody is in our time zone and everybody speaks our language. And like, I have to kind of remind myself sometimes that like, yo, there's like a whole globe out there full of people that don't speak your language and are not in your time zone and, and try to kind of keep that in mind while we're creating this content and stuff and, and making ourselves available uh, to people that want to record in different languages. Uh, If they want to do a Twitter space in, in Spanish or Chinese or whatever they, they speak like, we're definitely there to help, you know. Record that, and, and even if we can't understand it, you know, they're they have a community that they're speaking to, and not everybody in that community can catch these things live. So I, I think it is super important to just be able to cover as much of that uh, as possible, for sure.
2: With the development of Web three and the blockchain, the purpose is to decentralize everything, but at the same time, that's about giving power back. To the individuals, and part of that includes making space for people from different races, creeds, genders. Everyone deserves a space on the web, and we have to facilitate that.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. I like that that's part of your guys' uh, extended vision here on, on your site is to just make a space that like, everybody can come and be a part of regardless of what their background is and stuff. I, I really vibe with that. Thank you. So the, the robot heads themselves, that's all you. Uh, what, what gave you the idea for that? Or is this your first NFT project? Or is this like kind of an iteration of something else? Or t- tell me about the process.
2: So when NFT started to become a big thing all over the globe, meaning mainstream news, right, at first it was a little bit confusing because on the surface, you're just buying images, right, that doesn't make sense to most people from the outside, right? So when I started getting into it over the the summer, uh, I saw these profile picture uh, projects that were becoming bigger and bigger on Solana, actually. And so, for fun, I just made four or five different models just like that. And then this is the one that I thought, oh, this is very simple but highly customizable, which would work great for such a project. And so that's where the project was born from. Then uh, Cyber Andrew uh, is a personal friend of mine. And he knew a little bit more about NFTs, things like that. The more technical side of things that I'm not so familiar with. So I reached out to him and said, hey, uh, do you want to try making some NFTs? And then from there, that's when we started to become a, a real project.
1: And then you started checking out the different mints and marketplaces and and then and and here we are about to mint with talus what next week the twentieth that's like, oh, I guess a couple weeks, so you got that's some weeks, you got yeah. some time still
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: that's cool um, i I like the yeah. the smaller mint, and I'm a huge fan of any mints that are fifty between like twenty to fifty u s t unless At first it started out and people were like, you know, able to mint out these big collections at a higher price. But I feel like at this point, like unless you have some crazy utility that isn't being offered anywhere else, I I don't think just by saying, oh, we're going to make a DAO. And we have these profile pics and they're 200 or 300 UST each or like five Luna a piece or three, you know, it, it it gets a little out of hand, I think, after a while. And I think people are are uh, burned out a little bit on there being so much saturation. And, you know, this money, a lot of us, like we don't have an endless supply of it. So we have to kind of pick and choose. And if if we're not the ones flipping them, like me personally, I like to just like invest in the artist and the project, and then hold them. Like I'm not trying to make a buck on them because I, I like what I'm buying. But granted, not everybody is like that, and you need you know flippers and holders to to make a project go off. But uh, I'm curious the the 350. You guys went with a low mint number and a lower price. Tell me about that decision.
2: So our our road to this place is not straightforward, unfortunately. Uh, So to give a little bit of the history of our project up until this point, uh, we started out as a project on Solana. Uh, We originally were aiming to sell for 0.2 sol at uh, 2,000 stock, which is still relatively low considering Solana's space. but not as low, where you can call it a limited collection. Uh, And we we were ready to launch uh, on December 10th. Unfortunately, at the same time, uh, Solana had some issues and we were unable to actually release our mint. And then we tried to fix it for a whole week. And then after a certain point, We're like, okay, Solana's not working out for us. Uh, We need new pastures. Now, Solana, when I first started looking into it, it was a lot like Terra. Smaller community, very tight-knit, everyone's friendly. But by the time we got to December, to our, our launch time, you were seeing people in it just for the money.
1: It was looking more like BSC than Terra. Than it sounds like.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So instead of the com- community that we wanted from the very beginning, that was in our mission statement, we want a tight-knit community where everyone feels welcome, right? But instead of that, what we got instead was people interested in invite contests and outlandish giveaways yeah. for money that we didn't have to invest. Right? And that's just not what we wanted. We wanted people to be there because they liked the story. They liked the art. And maybe they liked us also. So when we came across Terra, it was, it was a match made in heaven, really. Again, small-knit community. Everyone's been so kind to us. And it, it's just been great. Then once we came here... Uh, On December 24th, we launched a small uh, 50-unit collection of holiday heads, just as a way to say, apologies for all the changes, have a happy holiday, this is a gift from us, right? Just to give them a little something while we got adjusted to the new environment. And we're still adjusting, there's still a lot to learn, but... I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make Terra a home for ourselves and perhaps even help develop Terra to a place that we'd all like to see it be at.
1: Were you using any of the Terra DeFi stuff, or was that like your first kind of experience with Terra?
2: That was the first experience. Oh, cool. Um, It was very, very quick, though, because for... Uh, again, a week after our original uh, December 10th launch, we spent whole days trying to get the machine online, but because Solano was having some instability at the time, uh, we just couldn't do that. And we're not one to abandon chain so easily, simply because we're not out here to grab cash. Right. Um, Obviously, a little bit of money does help. uh, But if that was the case, we wouldn't do a low stock drop anyway.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's it's yeah. better to build something on a strong foundation that has some longevity to it rather than just try to make a quick cash grab if you're trying to be legit. Granted, if you're not, obviously you're just going to like, you know, do the, the uh, mass kind of like – uh, what do they call it? Serial launching, right? Like you're just going to keep launching, killing discords and telegrams, relaunching, and, and you're going to do it that way until eventually it catches up to you, which I assume it, it will at some point. Like this stuff is on a ledger. It's public. Like you You can anonymize and mix and blend and all that until your heart's content. But I feel like with the technology, if somebody wants to find you, like they'll do it, you know, it's just a matter of time. So I, I, I think it's super important for people to understand that. Like, we're trying to build something that's going to last here. Like everything this DeFi framework is doing is giving, like you said, giving that power back to the, to the artists, giving it back to the community, giving it back to the small people that, that, you know, before we're just kind of, ponds, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, just kind of, you know, going about the, the monotonous grind of day to day life factory work, basically, in essence, and, and I feel like a lot of this technology is is changing that, you know, we're, we're building things that allow us to get these different revenue streams and, and compound on them and, and farm them and stuff and make it to where, you know, we maybe don't have to grind six, five, seven days a week, you know, for somebody else's gain. We can actually build something ourselves that that is sustainable and, and can be passed down. And I think that's like world changing.
2: Yeah, I relate to that very heavily, like. I'm, As I mentioned earlier, I'm 20 years old. I'm still pretty young, right? And my story is one that I hope most people can relate to. Uh, up until this summer, I was at college. I was studying aerospace engineering. Uh, and I love space, right? There's a reason this is a sci-fi project. I just love sci-fi. Right, big fan, and anything star related, sign me up. I love it. Right, so a job as an aerospace engineer should be a match made in heaven, but unfortunately, it just didn't click. Right, I it was a good school, I had a good time, however, I my mind wasn't in it, and my mental health was a shambles. It just wasn't good, right? I did not feel good while I was there. I I would spend whole days in my dorm room and only ate out of the candy machine. Like, I did not have good help.
1: And was that the environment of just, like, having tests and, and constant studying, or was that just, like, something you slipped into?
2: Uh, more of the latter, because it was a good school. The people there were nice. The reason I went there over another higher-ranked school was simply because I felt at home there, right? It was a better fit for me. So on paper, it should have been perfect. It's just my mental health wasn't there. My heart wasn't in the work. And as a result, everything in my life suffered, right? Personal relationships degraded uh like i'd get calls from my family that i would ignore just because i wasn't there mentally so when i came back home i took a semester off uh just so i can uh get over or at least learn to contain my depression and You know, I've tried all these prescription medications, uh, therapy, all these different things. And finally, uh, I talked to my psychiatrist and we said, okay, let's get a therapy dog. Sorry, a service dog for you. Right now, I don't come from a lot of money. I don't live in a big home. But because I need this dog, and this dog needs space, I've, I had to move out into a single family home that I can barely afford. Uh, so, you know, money is very, very important for my well-being as well as the dog's well-being. And so this project gave me an avenue to not only keep myself alive, but take care of my dog. Right. So this whole thing, the reason why I do it is just the dog, man. (laughs) Right. I changed my whole life for a dog and it gave me purpose. You know, that's something I missed at college. Right. My heart's in what I do. I spend all day doing it. I get up, I work, I go to sleep, get up, do it again. I've been doing that for the last three months.
1: But there's no purpose behind it. And once you got that purpose, then it seems like it turned your whole whole kind of perspective around.
2: Yeah. I mean, mental illness is tough, right? It's very hard simply because you're not fighting anything external. You're fighting yourself. Right. Right. But then when you have something else to fight for, it makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah, it puts and you so these- outside of that, that kind of internal perspective. And it, it, it almost gives you like that third person view, which I, I think is really important to have every now and again, because it does give you a shift in in how you, you perceive those things. And it, it kind of, it, it helps rattle your head around a little bit, I think. Uh, I'm not like a, a doctor or anything. These aren't professional terms rattling your head around. But, you know, when, when you kind of shift your, your perspective, your reality changes a little bit because you're, you're getting different inputs and so i I think all of that matters when you're stuck in a slump or or a a dark depression spot that like anything you can do to shift that perspective and get another view on things i think is beneficial
2: it's a win and i'll take whatever wins i can get right now
1: is the robot head some sort of like, reflection of how you were feeling at that time? That, like, you were doing this stuff that should have been, like, super fulfilling and satisfying, but it it kind of felt like a a robot drone kind of day-to-day?
2: Not exactly. However, there are parts of my life that influence the story. Like I I mentioned, I'm a big fan of sci-fi, right? And one thing that I would do uh, to escape my depression was I'd read sci-fi books, movies, TV shows. Those are my escapes. So to create a world around these interests is just so freeing for my soul, right? I can make a world in whatever image I want it to be in, right? And in this case, it's a sci-fi world because that's what I like. And other other parts of, of what's going on get stitched into the, to- the story over time. Uh, an example being uh, the story that precedes our holiday launch mentions that the robot heads got bored of the slow life in the Solana Corporation research facility and that alludes to the fact that Solana was really really slow when we were trying to launch initially right so these little little things that we experienced on this journey are getting stitched in along with it another thing is our utility we are going to have a burn utility and i can't go into it too much simply because i don't want to ruin the story but it has an important part to play in what's to come
1: I was checking out the roadmap on the blog over on robotheads.io and I like the <laughs> what you all have planned for February. And I don't I don't wanna like like give anything away, but there's definitely a phrase that pops in my head when I read the the new collection and I'll, I'll, I don't want to put any like preconceived notions in anybody else's head. So when, when you go to Robotheads.io and check out their blog and like, look at, at what what's coming in February uh, and, and then we'll compare notes uh, in February and we'll see if, if any of us were, we're on the right track there. It sounds interesting. Actually,
2: that's uh, the reason we, uh, Left one letter right before we censored the rest of the, the word, simply so that people could go, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Get them involved in the story, get them enamored by what's going on.
1: And it is because it could be a few things, but like, depending on your personality, you know, you're always going to get the first thing that pops into your head from your perspective. And, and yeah, I think it would almost be interesting to have some sort of like contest to see like what popped into everybody's head at the time and, and see like the spread of, of different phrases that that people come up with.
2: That's actually a great idea. Um I'll- I should write that down.
1: Write it down. That's, I, I try to give at least one great idea to each project that comes and chats on the show. Sometimes they're great, sometimes not so much. I think that's a good one, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's actually a question I have for you. Uh, you've been in the Terra community for a lot longer. So from your understanding of what the community, what the people would like, uh, what are some suggestions that we can use to improve our project? Right. We came here to create something in, in the image that I want. But I think it would be foolish not to consider the community's inputs. Right. Because this is a two way street at the end of the day. Right. We are giving you a product, a service. And in return. We want to give you a sense of ownership. And one way to do that is to take what the community wants and implement that
1: i think and i don't want to like speak for the the community at large but in my experience with the the people and projects and and nfts uh artists that i've spoke with uh, i think you're you're definitely on the right track with the super affordable price doing it in ust not doing it in luna i know it's it's like The marketing thing, instead of saying, oh, this costs $300, you say, oh, it's only $299.99. And I feel like we see that in people saying uh, their price in Luna because obviously it's a smaller number until you do the math, especially especially now like Luna is killing it this this whole month the whole beginning of the year the end of last year like it's it's decoupled itself from Bitcoin it's on this path to just greatness so when, when I see projects that come out and they're like oh it's only five Luna it's like well yeah five isn't very much but like what's five times 95 <laughs> you know like now we're now we're talking that's 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 getting up there uh, so I like that you guys have have done that I think at this point because we are so far into and it's not because it's it's not much time but it's time dilation in in NFT and crypto crypto space uh, I think because we're so saturated people attach themselves to the projects that they really vibe with and it almost has gone from art to utility and now we're back at art again I feel like and and obviously you can have both one or the other uh, it just depends on the community but I feel like with the sci-fi thing that you guys have going on with Terra being like space, moon, Luna, you know, like it's got that whole motif. Uh, I think it's going to attract a lot of people that vibe with that whole sci-fi story and, and, and robotics and stuff, space, you know, Uh, as far as interaction and things, I've seen a lot of communities really like, to feel like they have the choice in where the storyline goes. And obviously, as the creator, you can put certain guidelines in, in place so that it doesn't veer too far off the path, because obviously, if you give the internet a typewriter and, and you know, free reign, <laughs> they're going to to be all over the map in, in what comes out. But if you give them some guidelines and and then let them interact in a way that lets them choose the path of the story or even create certain parts of the story that you would then fit the art to, I think would be really cool. Um, I like what you're doing, and that was kind of something I was going to suggest, but you're already doing it uh, as far as having a community fund and then allowing the community to decide where those funds are used, whether it's in uh some projects use that fund to like sweep the floor to to purchase nfts off off the the cheap and and either give them away or, or do other things with them i, I think that's okay i i'm kind of more of the mindset of like just let the market do what the market's gonna do and if if somebody comes along and is like they just found your project and they're super stoked on it they go to buy one and hey there's one for cheap like they're even more excited if you as the project continually buy up the floors and, and keep raising it up, it looks good for all of the holders, but I feel like it, it, it doesn't alienate, but it, it raises that bar a little bit more for new people to come in. And, and I think the lower you can have that entry for them, I think the stronger their bond will be because they'll, they'll be super stoked about it. And that, that goes a long way, I think, in, in building the community and, and keeping it going.
2: I mean that's the aim. Uh, we aren't really aiming for the venture capitalist type investors, although if they do want to invest, by all means. Uh, however, we want to bring in a community of people that enjoy the brand as a whole, right? Because at the end of the day, the the goal from the from day one was to have a close, tight-knit community, and that's how we'll do it.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important, especially right now and with how things have been going in the last two years, has it been? Good Lord, it's so long. But uh, the, the way lockdowns have kind of influenced people's mental states, and not everybody handles being you know, cooped up at home all day. Like me, I love it. I I don't leave my house if I don't have to anyway. Like I have so much like audio and, and projects that I want to do. Not having to leave my house has just been like awesome. But I, I know not everybody is, is uh, thriving <laughs> in, in this, this state as, as well as others. And I think discord and telegram, I think really discord it seems like, and maybe that's just cause that's where I'm at most of the time, but, it seems like ever since the lockdown started people have come into these servers more to get more interaction with people because they're they're not getting that interaction in their real life in that in that physical reality and i noticed this a lot i came from a, a discord that was focused around cannabis and we had a lot of people come in because they were used to like being able to go out and socialize with their friends and have dab sessions and have smoke sessions and, and interact and kind of like the the coffee houses of old days where people would go and get caffeinated and write poems and stories and shit, like it, it kinda had that feel to it almost. And so to have these servers and this technology that has an aspect of voice communication and video communication, it's it's obviously not as good as the real thing, but when there's people getting sick out there it i think it is the next best thing because you don't have to be in that physical space but you can still share every aspect of that physical space without you know the the detrimental effects that you may may run into so i, I think anything that takes this technology and utilizes it to kind of guide the path of where the project is going, I think is a really good thing. And having those meetups uh, we've seen like other servers do like movie nights and stuff where they'll, they'll do collaborations with other projects and and everybody from those communities gets together and they have a movie night, stuff like that I think goes a really long way uh, for building and maintaining a, a good community bond.
2: Yeah um, certainly. actually that that's the purpose of the community fund. So anything that's related to the NFTs or the stories, that comes out of our pockets. However, the community fund is for anything else the community wants, right. So say the community wants merchandise. So we'll put that money into manufacturing the merchandise that they want. Or they want to have a video game tournament. Uh, Setting that up. That will come from the community fund. Hell, even if they just want a, a movie night, right? That doesn't cost a cent. We can set that up, right? So whatever the community wants in terms of these social or even personal items that are not directly related to the nfts or the stories we'd be more than happy to facilitate
1: yeah i think i think that's definitely the way when i start seeing projects saying that they're giving away like for example rolexes and cars and stuff like that like my kind of like my red flag, cause I, I'm like a skeptic by nature. So like my red flag bullshit meter starts going off and I'm like, all right, well now you've given me extraordinary claims. I'm going to need some extraordinary evidence to kind of back those up. And like, are you really giving away Rolexes and Teslas or like, is this just bullshit to like cash grab? You know, like I, I like the idea of keeping it realistic, you know, like anytime anybody's ever been like, I'm going to give you a brand new car. Like there's always strings attached, you know, that nobody gets anything like that for free in this life. I feel like unless, I mean, maybe like two out of, out of a hundred or something or out of a million or something like that. You know, you'll have these, these well, well to do altruists that, that like to just bless people randomly. But I, I feel like more times than not, if somebody's like, I'm giving away like, a few thousand dollars in a Rolex that that you should probably you know look a little a little more into the project.
2: One of the reasons we uh, suffered on Solana, at least personally, was the the people on there were looking for projects that had all these huge claims, right? But we were trying to run a project that ran on on a, achievable targets. Right, so that at least if we give people a roadmap, they can expect to see it done. And if it's not done, they should at least know that we fought and died trying to make this happen.
1: Yeah, I think that's the other super important thing uh, to kind of go go along with the rest of this is having realistic roadmap points and then making sure you hit them each time you hit a point that you say you're going to hit it builds more trust with the community. And and granted, these communities have people that are spread all over the spectrum from this is our first time to, oh, I've been rugged 18 times, you know, but I have I have a thousand NFTs in my collection. But yeah, I've I've been hurt by them. And and so you kind of have to to play to that and and you know show them that like, all right, we're going to have these expectations and we're going to if not meet them, absolutely exceed them, which is going to build that trust even further. And and the more that goes on, the more community will build and the stronger that, that bond will be, I think. That's the goal. Over, under promise and over deliver. That's what, that's what we like to say. <laughs> Bingo. Hell yeah. And you guys are doing a little giveaway. You got, uh, I think I read that there will be 10 proto-heads uh, being given away? Is that something for the initial mint or is that further down the line?
2: Uh, that'll be the week of the launch. So the preceding three days and on launch day we'll be giving away uh, proto-heads uh, in this case it will start on the 17th uh, through the 20th. So 17th will give away 1, 18th 2, 19th 3, and then
1: 20th floor. Very cool. Very cool. Well, definitely looking forward to the mint. I'm, like I said, I'm a big sci fi nerd, so I love like space robots. I love all that stuff. And I like the. It's almost like a retro kind of robot feel. Like I, when I was a kid, like I used to go to swap meets with my parents, and there would always be those robot toys that like shot the missiles and stuff. And, and the head is what that reminds me of. So like that that definitely hits some some nostalgic member berries in my mind, at least.
2: Yeah, um, we posted a sneak peek on Reddit, and one of the things we got back was Futurama. Uh, and I didn't actually relate that until somebody said that to me. so it's it's really neat. Uh, another thing that uh, I've heard is it looks a lot like uh, Cybermen from uh, uh, Doctor Who. So huh. for for a lot of the old heads out there, people who like early iterations of sci-fi, I feel like they'd be at home with our project.
1: It also kind of gives me the Lego, Lego vibe a little bit, like just the the yellow and the, the, the shape of it, but yeah, it'll be cool to see like what other people kind of have in their mind uh, when they, when they see it and when the mint starts happening.
2: I mean, that's why we, we went with this model over the other ones I created. It's very simple, but highly customizable. And of course, as the, The project goes on. Uh, We will be making changes to the base model, but all of the changes will serve as the story. So the story is the main focus here. We're a story-based NFT, and whatever changes are made in this story will be reflected in the NFT.
1: Hell yeah, looking forward to the Mint coming out January 20th. 1700 UTC check it out online at Robotheads.io. Is there anything else you want to mention that we might've glossed over in our conversation that, that you want people to know or anything you want to, to, to throw out there before we wrap up?
2: Yeah. Um, just two things. Uh, one, uh, I want to give you a big thank you for helping us out in our early days, especially with help uh, concerning People to talk to and what prices to set and just general information about the Terra ecosystem. So thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. And of course, having me on your podcast. Absolutely. The second thing is I want to shout out uh, Stardust Union. Uh, It's a group of smaller projects on Terra and we could really use everyone's support
1: that server has been super awesome for helping anybody getting started in the nft space uh if you guys aren't familiar with it it was started by i think chris is their name from the unstables uh another cool artsy project that came out uh, a while ago and i think Kind of, I don't want to speak for them, but I, I, they have the feel that they kind of ran into a lot of the same issues that the newer projects are running into now uh, with dealing with the the two older uh, mint marketplaces. So it's really cool to have this spot that all of these smaller projects can come into share everything they've learned so far and then grow uh, into the future using everybody's knowledge as that foundation. And then like just having one server that has access to the project leads and artists of, I think we're at like 50 or something now. I, I don't remember. I'll have to go back in and count, but just having all of those different people from all of those different projects I think the, the insight is, is priceless like you can't find another server that has that much spread in it you know like it, it's really cool to watch people interact whenever I come across even artists that I've followed on like other chains that I keep being like come to Terra stop releasing on Ada nobody like please, please come to Terra so I can buy your art again and like that's the first place i will direct them to because they can find everything they need from start to mint using the resources and interacting with the people there so definitely huge shout out to unstables and stardust union for for giving people a spot to do that in
2: this is the community we came to terra for so it makes perfect sense to be there
1: yeah, it's awesome what they've done. And I, I definitely love it when I see that collab channel just popping off with people, finding other people and working out different cool ways to collaborate. Like that—that that is, like you said, that's what this shit's all about. You know, collaboration, community, and taking that power back from the centralized powers that be and, and putting it back into these servers and these DAOs and, and this whole DeFi space. You know, just having something like Angel Protocol and Anchor, as as two solid cornerstones of the whole ecosystem to build upon is just it's huge it's amazing
2: yeah definitely
1: hell yeah well artists extraordinaire, appreciate your time everyone check them out robotheads.io we'll have links to their twitter and the mint stuff Uh, we'll put all of that on the uh, nft calendar we have there on terraspaces.org Definitely appreciate everybody's time and make sure to check out the site. We've got the library getting lots of good information in there for onboarding new people, people that aren't as familiar with the the ecosystem. Uh, I've written three guides so far that will take them from not knowing what Terra or Station is to being able to install it, get their seed, keep it safe get cash into there and get their Luna so that they can start interacting with things like anchor and, and these other protocols. So definitely check that out. Uh, You'll find all of that stuff on TerraSpaces.org. I'm Finn. It's been a great chat and we'll talk to you next time. Peace out y'all. Bye-bye. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by orbital command. We have a little public service announcement from orbital command. They are a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Remember whenever you ask a question in telegram or even discord the scammers who are lurking will send you dms trying to get you to give them your seed phrase or to click on a malicious link do not fall prey to their scams real admins mods and community helpers will never ever ever dm you and if they do which they won't but if they do they will never ever ask you to click on a link or give them money Please keep this in mind while you interact on these chat servers and stay safe out there.
0: Out the gate, rapping, step up to the plate Represent the base when I'm rapping Out my fate, used to play ball Now I'm sitting on the bench like a mitt Like to play dumb, so you can't tell me shit Never gonna get me like a in If it and if we go drifting, you better Whip it swiftly, I'm all empty, feeling peppy Enough to do a fucking barrel roll Running out of air like this planet isn't Terraformed, looking terrible Like you need a breath, getting cancer from these Wearables, feeling kinda blessed Tracking everywhere we go, where we are, slow Here we are, so I guess we put the ter- in the art show. I'm not a leader, but I'll lead if you mislead her. While the creature comforts certified up in this teacher, feeling like a tenure isn't even needed. Taking all that hunger, trying to feed it. Learning how to love life before we get to eat it. He divided by the past camp. Fast, flatten it round, in fact, a little back hat. Should straighten up these little rats You better pay attention to the dude that's spittin' facts Everybody likes a rap about how they got no attachment Straight abandoned in the back of some shitty shack Learn how to eat from watching dogs fight over trash If you think I'm crass, brash, being a little ass I'm feeling a little bashful about bringing the illest back It's like the virus brought the violence from the lowest to the highest And we all got super quiet like the lions. And I don't even know where the fuck we go from here A bunch of long hairs, growing beards, not showing. fears One step forward, taking two steps back And pray to your mother we don't hit a crack